in 2020 and March of 2020 I laid to rest little Layla Grace just shy of her seventh birthday with an inoperable brain tumor and I just began reading the book of Job because my heart was great heavy with grief and sorrow and we had prayed and people with the gift of faith had prayed and God in his sovereignty had chosen to take her on and there were a group of us ministers who were there when she passed four or five of us and uh she, unbeknownst to them, unbeknownst to the family, the week before I'd been awakened at 4.30 in the morning and the Lord began to speak to me about her funeral. So I knew what was coming, but we were all there gathered to, to pray for her if she passed because we believed God could raise her up. And so when I went into the room to see her lifeless body, her mother put her arms around me and she said, uh, will you pray? And I said, certainly, I'll do whatever you want. I said, but let me just say this. I said, from where she is, she can see both worlds right now. And I promise you, I'm not Jesus, okay? So I can't say, Layla, come forth. I can't, because Jesus is going to look at her and say, what do you want to do? You want here or there? And she said, oh. I said, that's up to her. Now, we'll pray whatever you want. And I believe God could bring her back. But she's going to make a decision standing there next to Jesus. Do I want to stay here or do I want to go back? She said, in that case, let's not pray. And so I began reading the book of Job. And the Lord began to speak to me. Because we have questions when stuff like that happens. I've had questions. You have questions. We've all lost people. and We had faith. But... Um, God in His wisdom knows sometimes better than just our faith. And after 35 chapters of questions, <laughs> it says in verse 1 of chapter 38, Then the Lord spoke to Job out of the storm. And He said, Who is this that obscures my plans with words without knowledge? Sometimes our questions are seated in our humanness and our frailty and our insecurity. They're not seated in knowledge. And he understands that. He said, brace yourself like a man. I will question you and you're going to answer me. It's fine to answer the questions, but don't be surprised if he shows up with some of his own. He said, where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? Or what were its foot, where were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone while the morning stars sang together? And all the angels shouted for joy? Who shut up the sea behind the doors when it burst forth from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and wrapped it in thick darkness? When I fixed its limits for it and set its doors and bars in place? When I said, this far... You may come and no further. Here is where your proud waves halt. Have you ever given orders to the morning or shown the dawn its place? That it might take the earth by the edges and shake the wicked out of it. The earth takes shape like clay under a seal. Its features stand out like those of a garment. The wicked are denied their light. 
and their upraised arm is broken. Have you journeyed to the springs of the sea or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been shown to you? Have you seen the gates of the deepest darkness? Have you comprehended the vast expanses of the earth? All these questions reveal something about us. That when we question God, it's fine. He understands it. He understands our human desire to know, to understand. But what he's showing us is you can't even explain the things you can touch with your five senses. Let alone the moral universe that I run. It's, it's, it's beyond your comprehension, the things that you see every day that you don't take time to attend to. And he showed me this. He showed me this. He said, our answers, questions for answers, is an attempt for control. He said, oh, let me show you. He said, let me, let's say that I did come down and I said, okay, let me tell you what's going on, Joe. You see, Satan had lied on you, and I had to prove him wrong because he's a liar from the beginning. And I needed to build some credible, cred, some you know, character in you, and I needed to disabuse you of this very archaic view of religion that if you do good, you get good, and if you do bad, you get bad. That's not true. I needed to. Well, Job could have said, look, my ten kids weren't worth character. See, if he gives you a reason, then you have to decide, are his reasons reasonable? If he gives you an explanation, you have to decide, is it acceptable? Considering what you lost or what you went through or what you struggled with. But on the other hand, let's say he says to Job, look, you're going to have your own book in the canon of Scripture. and You're going to encourage millions, billions of saints in their time of loss. And I'm going to give you double what you got. Kids and money and everything else. And Job says, great, under those circumstances, I'll keep serving. He's still in control. Either way. You're going to have to learn to trust a God you can't understand. You're called into a relationship with a God who is far above your conceptions and your thoughts. And he's not going to always explain himself. And he's going to do things that confound you at times. I don't understand why some people get healed and others I prayed for for years are still suffering. I don't know. I wish it wasn't that way. I wish I could snap my fingers and change circumstances. But I can't. But I love this God who died for me. And I'm not going to disabuse him. His nature and his character by asking for things I can't get my mind around. I can't get my mind around it. That's why he said when he showed up and he asked him questions for three chapters, Job said, I repent. Dust and ashes. Not of my actions because he didn't charge God foolishly in his words, but of the questions themselves. He said, I ask about things that were too wonderful for me. I stepped into areas that I have no expertise in. I know you're hurting tonight. I know some of you are hurting. I know some of you are unwell physically. I know you have heavy hearts. But I'm asking you to close your eyes and stop trying to figure it out and reach out and find that nail-scarred hand. Can you do that? Father, we pray the prayer of faith for the sick and the infirmed. 
We pray for those who've lost loved ones. There were funerals this very day, God. We pray for those who have grieving hearts, those who've lost children, God. You know the hurt to a mother who's lost her child, who have backslidden children. You know that every day, God, the fate of that child is heavy on the heart of those parents, God. We put guilt on ourselves about what we could have done differently and how we might have done something to intervene, God, for those who've taken their lives, oh God. I pray that in this hour of the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ, we could just extend our hands in the darkness, in our questions, and reach out and feel the scar in His hands as He reaches back to us and says, I got it. I don't tell you everything because you can't handle everything. I don't explain myself every time because that would put you in control. And Father, we thank you for the healing that goes forth in this place right now. Healing of heavy hearts who've lost parents, who've lost spouses, God, who are alone and grieving, Lord Jesus. And you know it takes a season to overcome grieving. So we pray the prayer of faith over those who are sick and grieving and hurting. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me remind you as our ushers come that uh, this next week, this coming Sunday, be a great time. We want to see you all there. And then this next week is Wanted VBS. Okay? Wanted VBS. So this coming next Wednesday, a week from tonight, I want you to come and support the, the uh, children. Okay, they're going to be having the main sanctuary. It'll be all decorated. Come and support them. Let's see a bunch of young kids receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost and be baptized during this week as we focus on them. Amen. And then remember also the Wednesday following that, which is the first uh, Wednesday in August. We will have no service here. It'll be our summit. North Texas meeting in uh, Plano so we invite you to go over and enjoy that Uh, that will be a great blessing to you amen hallelujah father we're so thankful for your love and your great grace I'm thankful for every giver who extends their hand in giving Lord Jesus you know how much that is to them Lord how difficult their life is maybe their finances are How difficult it is sometimes to reach in and continue to be faithful. It will be easy to pull back and guard what we have and protect. But Lord, you've taught us that we can trust you in the area of giving. That if we don't try to manage our own funds, but we let you be the Lord of our funds, you'll bless what's what's left and make it overflow to every need in our life. Bless the wonderful, faithful givers as they give. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Everybody said amen. God bless you as you're giving. It's a wonderful privilege to have with us tonight a very special lady of the gospel, Sister Kwana Shala Johnson is with us tonight. She's going to come and preach the word. Give her a hand as she comes tonight. Hallelujah. Praise God. Take your liberty. Praise the Lord, everyone. Good to be in the house of the Lord. 
usually I find my Wednesday online watching the service. So I'm so glad, grateful and thankful that uh, God allowed this opportunity. Everything lined up. Got the kids early. The husband was on board and we made it on time. So praise God. <laughs> I thank God for this opportunity to allow me to be here tonight. I thank God for touching uh, Pastor Hart to uh, think on me. And I appreciate all the saints who have contacted me through text and, you know, tried to encourage me, you know. So I thank you for my brothers and sisters always thinking of me. So let us get started. I will come from the book of Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 2 reads, Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before us, set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is set down at the right hand at the right hand of the throne of God so pray with me dear heavenly father in the name of Jesus we thank you Lord for your word Lord we thank you Lord for your presence your anointing in this place have your way Lord with this service Lord decrease me while you increase Lord he that hath an ear let him hear what you are saying tonight Lord that it would minister to them and they will carry on to someone else who needs to be ministered to we give you all the glory honor and we give you the praise in Jesus name amen So my title tonight would be, The Answer is in the Who, Not How, Not When, Not What, Not Why, or Not Where. But the answer is in the Who. Who is the Who? Jesus Christ is the Who. And at some time in our life when we took school up, uh, whether we were taking a research class or we were taking um, some other class that we had to do an analysis, right? And they talked about the five W's. That's the what, who, where, when, why, and the one H, uh, how. They talked about how those are questioning methods Techniques that allow you to understand a situation, to discern a problem by analyzing all aspects. And that's fine and dandy, right? But that cannot be taken in the context of the spiritual realm, right? Because the how, the, uh, the when, the what, the why, and the where, you know, uh, we don't understand, you know, uh, we can't look at it from a spiritual uh, perspective and try to understand, okay, Lord, why do you help me in this situation? If I move A, B, and C, I think E will work. But it doesn't work that way because God told the Israelite time and time again, I just need you to trust me. 
I'm going to take you through this wilderness because it's, it's a trust issue. I see some things in you, and sometimes God sees things in us, right? And God said, okay, 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 we can't use that. I need you to focus on the who, the one that died for your sins. I need you to understand, hallelujah, that when mother and father forsake you, that I am with you always to the end of the world. So that's why the answer is always in the who. See, the devil wants to keep you uh, focused on your situation instead of looking to Jesus. The author and the finisher of our faith. He knows if we stay where we are and continue to dwell on our surroundings, we will let our surroundings define us instead of the word of God. We know what the word of God said, that we are more than conquerors, right? We know the word of God said, uh, uh, seek me and you shall find me. We know the word of God said, I am with you even until the end of the earth. Hallelujah. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But the, uh, but the God of this world... The enemy, the devil, he likes to throw in, you know, mess in your situation. And he likes to tell you, see, you've been sitting here in this mess for some days. God is not listening. God is not uh, doing anything in your situation. But continue to wait on the Lord and God will pull you through. Because the Bible reminds us that we are the head and saints and not the tail. We are more than conqueror. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter how God is going to do it. Just know that he's going to do it. Hallelujah. The answer is always in the who. Not what, not where, not when, not how, but who. Hallelujah. Who can change your situation? Nobody but God. Hallelujah. Who can raise the dead up? Nobody but God. Hallelujah. Who is faithful? Nobody but God. Hallelujah. When family members don't understand. Hallelujah. The nights, the tears. Hallelujah. Running down your cheek. God knows. Hallelujah. He knows. He knows. He knows. So let's talk more about the how. So the answer is always in the who and not the how. What do you mean about it, uh, Sister Preacher? Well, let's talk about, uh, let's go to the next slide. The, the next after that. Yes, let's talk about what's on here. We're talking about the how. We have three letters in this. We have an O, we have an H, and we have a W, right? And so tell somebody, don't get it twisted, right? Don't get it twisted. It's all about how you arrange these three letters, right? You can arrange it one way to say W-H-O, who? Or you can arrange it another way to say W, to say H-O-W. It's all about how you arrange these letters. See, how, if you arrange it H-O-W, how, then how will allow you to look at your current situation, trying to figure out how I'm going to get out what I am in. Then when you begin to operate in how, then you begin to operate in the flesh, right? And we know that there's no good thing in our flesh, right? That's what the word says. Okay, if you don't believe me, let's go to the book of Genesis. Let's go back to the word. 
And one thing I love about the word, the word is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. The word stays the same. It changes it not. It is forevermore. I may change, but God's word stays the same, right? So God told Abraham, he said, look here, Abraham. I want to bless you, and I want you to be a blessing to the nation. So I'm going to give you a son. God told him that, then time went by, right? And I guess because time went by, Abraham was faced with O-H-W, right? And because as time went by and he didn't see the promise of God, he began to scramble these words and he began to focus on how. Lord, how would this happen? I am old. Hallelujah. So Abraham suggested to the Lord, he said, well, what about my servant, Elijah? He said, no. Jesus said, no, I'm going to give you a son from your own loins, right? See, then his wife, Sarah, turned around and said, okay, you tried it your way, Abraham. I tried my way. God said he's going to give you uh, an heir from your own loins, Right? So once you hook up with my maid, uh, Hagar, right? And let's do it this way, right? See, they got it twisted. Hallelujah. They focused on the circumstances. Time went by and they just couldn't understand how can these things be? How can I get a son in my old age? Hallelujah. But if God promised you something, it has to come to pass. Hallelujah. We're a God that focused on his word. Hallelujah. God said my word will come out in my mouth and will not return void. Hallelujah but it will accomplish the very thing it is set out to be hallelujah god promised you all some things years ago yesterday last month hallelujah keep on waiting on god don't focus on the how how is going to work it out it doesn't matter about how it's never about how it's always about who It's always about who and not how. How will get you discouraged? How will get you in trouble? Hallelujah. And so we need to stop trying to do God's work and just trust him. Look to your neighbor and say the answer is in the who. That's, that's why I cannot focus on the how. How will get me in trouble? How would make me miss out on my blessing? How would make me short-sighted? But I know who will fight my battle, hallelujah. I know who will deliver me, hallelujah. I know who will comfort me like no other. I know who will make my enemies my footstool. It's just amazing how you can take these three letters and turn it around and scramble it to get who or how, hallelujah. But God want a how spirit hallelujah whose spirit hallelujah god want us to as children of god to operate in our how so if you could go to the previous uh slide please and if you can get me second kings chapter 7 verse 1 through 2 king james version that would be great so in the book of second kings chapter 7 here you have here you have the story of I'm going to just give you a background until it come up second kings chapter 7 Here you have the story of the king of Syria Ben-Hadden 
who was uh, toiling with uh, the king of Israel. And at this point, you know, he was trying to uh, maneuver his way into Samaria. And every time he tried to go whatever way, the man of God, Elijah, would tell the king, don't go here such and such. King Ben-Had is trying to come this way. And he would stop. And Ben-Had had a problem and said, okay, who is telling them my secrets, you know? And he went and he said, oh, it's Elijah from uh, the Israelites, you know. And so uh, from there, you know, God blessed uh, the king, the uh, king of Samaria. Then we have where, okay, Ben Haddon said, okay, if I can't do it that way, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to besiege the city of Samaria where nothing can come in and come out, right? I'm going to stop the flow of plenty, right? And so when he stopped the flow of plenty, nothing came in and nothing came out, you know, it was a drought in Samaria. And sometimes, you know, God allow us to experience a drought to see what we're going to do in a situation. Are we really going to trust him? Are we, what are we going to do in the drought? Hallelujah. When you haven't heard from God, hallelujah, you've been praying the same prayer from time to time. But God haven't answered yet. What are you going to do in this drought? And so here we have in the second Kings chapter seven, then Elijah said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Then said, thus said the Lord tomorrow about this time, say about this time tomorrow, shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shiko and two measure of barley for a shiko and in the gate of Samaria. The next. Then the Lord, on whose hand the king leaned, answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord would make wonders in heavens, might this thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thy eyes, but shall not eat thereof. Boy, I tell you. Oh, that, that, uh, that how, that disbelief, hallelujah, will stop some blessings. Hallelujah. <laughs> so don't let your focus on the how hinder your blessings, right? In the uh, chapter, you have the other verses, verse 16 through 20 in that same chapter. And the people went out and spoiled the tents of the Syrian. So a measure of fine flour was sold for a shiko and two measures of barley, uh, barley for a shiko, according to the word of the Lord. And the king appointed the Lord on whose hand he leaned to have the charge of the gate. And the people trolled upon him in the gate. And he died. Disbelief will kill you. As the man of God had said, who spake when the king came down to him? And it came to pass as the man of God had spoken to the king, saying, two measures of barley for a shiko and a measure of fine flour for a shiko shall be tomorrow about this time in the gate of Samaria. And that Lord answered the man of God and said, now behold, if the Lord should make wonders in heaven, so, might such a thing be? And he said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thy eyes, but shalt not eat thereof. And so it fell out unto him, for the people trolled upon him in the gate, and he died. A sad story, hallelujah, because he focused on the how and not the who. He just experienced where the king Ben-Had uh, from Syria wasn't able to penetrate in Samaria. He just received a blessing where Samaria wasn't attacked. But yet, he said, how can this be? 
That was the question he asked. How can this be? All around us, that's all we see is drought. We see mothers eating other people's kids. And we see, you know, uh, people eating dung and all that of animals. How can this thing be? Hallelujah. And we say at saints of God, we are in our situation, Lord. How can it be? Hallelujah. It's so dark, Lord. I can't see my way out. How can these things be? But the man of God told them what the Lord said. And we could bank on it. Hallelujah. See, man will let us down, right? But we know that God will never let us down. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake us. He will be with us until the end of the earth. Hallelujah. So we must continue to look unto the hills which cometh our help. For our help coming from God who made heaven and earth. Hallelujah. We must continue to look to the whole. Hallelujah. The one that can raise the dead up. Hallelujah. The one that has keys to heaven and hell. Hallelujah. The one, hallelujah, that's coming back for his chosen people. Hallelujah. If we just trust and believe on God's word. Hallelujah. And we just walk with God. As pastor said on Sunday, whether we're walking behind or walking to the left or right, if we just stay behind God, stay trusting in him, stay in his word, hallelujah. Some of us get in trouble because we get out the word of God, hallelujah, and we get in our flesh, we get in our feelings, hallelujah, instead of staying in the word of God, hallelujah. So... So these questioning methods, the how, the what, the when, it doesn't work in the spiritual realm. It cannot work. Hallelujah. Only God can do what man cannot do. Hallelujah. God specializes in the impossible. So let's talk about the when situation. In the book of Luke chapter 17, verses 20 to 21. And when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cannot come it with observation. Neither shall they say, lo, here or lo, there, for behold, the kingdom of God is with, within you. So here in the book of Luke, you have where the Pharisees want to know, when is the end time coming? When, when is the kingdom of God should come? Hallelujah. And sometimes we get like the Pharisees, right? I'm, I'm guilty. And get caught up in uh, wanting to know when. When, you know, if I tell my little son, but the youngest, something's going to happen. When, mama? When? I was like, give me five seconds. Uh, you're taking a long time, mama. I'm like, uh, five seconds. <laughs> but, yeah, we, we get like that. We wanted to know when. Lord, I've been stuck here for some time. Hallelujah. Lord, they keep overlooking me for a promotion, Lord. Hallelujah. When will my time come? Hallelujah. Lord, hallelujah. I've been out of a job for so long, Lord. When are you going to bless me? Hallelujah. And I found myself in that situation when I was unemployed the first time. And I kept looking at when, Lord, when, when. You gave me a word, Lord, that said I should not die but live to declare the works of the Lord. But I didn't know when he was going to deliver hallelujah I'm like win win and he took me back to the children of Israelites when they were in wilderness for 40 years and he said you know what 
within those 40 years, their clothes did not go bad. Hallelujah. Their shoes still stayed intact. Hallelujah. As I was with them, Cornishala, I am with you. Not one time were you lacking bread. Hallelujah. Not one time. Hallelujah. Your bills wasn't paid. Hallelujah. But I had blessed you in the midst of it and you became a blessing to others. I said, oh, we serve a bad God. Hallelujah. When I kept asking when, Lord, when I'm going to get this job, Lord, when I'm going to get this job, you know. And I didn't take the time to see, like, man, a year went by. Not one time I'm lacking anything. Not one time did I ask nobody. Matter of fact, I gave money to certain people. Hallelujah. Without a job a year and a half and God still blessed me. Hallelujah. Because in that situation, just like he took the Israelites in the wilderness for 40 years, he said, Cornishal, I'm going to take you through something. Hallelujah. Because I need you to focus on the who. Hallelujah. I need to get your attention. Hallelujah. And it doesn't matter whether you're working or not. Hallelujah. I'm the one that paying the bills hallelujah he allowed me to see hallelujah it doesn't matter hallelujah he told me one time he said he said um I said oh lord I don't got no job lord oh my gosh I kept complaining and you know I'm a sob sob story and all that stuff and I'm just doing nothing right he told me he's at corner shallow the job may have laid you off but I didn't lay you off you still got something to do in my kingdom I said lord look at you and I found myself when I got busy for the Lord, hallelujah. Time just went by and by when I found myself working in the will of God, hallelujah. God was already working these out, hallelujah. He said, how much you gonna trust me, hallelujah. Are you gonna trust me if I let you stay in a year and a half, hallelujah. Are you gonna declare my works, hallelujah. Are you gonna preach my word, hallelujah. Are you gonna teach my word, hallelujah. If you're still in your situation, don't come with me with wind, hallelujah. God want to know who, who, who I am that I am. I am. Moses said, what should I say? Who should I say sent me? He said, say, tell him that I am that I am. Question, you know, a closed question. You don't have to ask no other question after that. So at times we get like the Pharisees and we get caught up wanting to know, okay, when, Lord, when, Lord. And, um... And I'm here to remind you not to focus on the when, but on the who. If God said it, it's certainly going to come to pass, right? Don't worry about when it's going to come to pass, but praise and thank God it's going to happen. And God is looking for a praise in our mouth. God is looking for uh, anyhow praise. Hallelujah. I don't got a job, but I praise you anyhow, Lord. Hallelujah. I don't have much money, but I praise you anyhow. Hallelujah. I don't have much food, Lord, but I praise you anyhow. Hallelujah. Because one thing I have is you. Hallelujah. And I know, Lord, hallelujah, you are God that supplied all my needs. So I know, Lord, hallelujah, I can continue to look to you, Lord. Hallelujah. If you allow the burden to feed Elijah, hallelujah. You the same God today, Lord. You can cause the raven to come and bring food on my table. It's never in the wind, but it's in the who. So whatever he speaks, it shall come to pass. As I said, while you're waiting for your wind, you got to get busy for God. You got to do God's work. You got to do God's kingdom. You operate in his kingdom because there's someone 
within that needs that testimony, that needs to know that God is able, God is faithful, hallelujah, he'll do it in spite of, and you know, we look, you know, we're not always there, right? And that's one, one thing I love about God, right? He'll do it in spite of because his name is tied to it. For his name's sake, hallelujah. You may not be all that good, but because of his name's sake, hallelujah, God has a reputation, hallelujah, that he has to uphold because of his name's sake. He will do it for you. I love a God like this, hallelujah. So we're in the last days. So we don't have to get time to get stuck on when. God is the I am that I am. And I'm sure Mary and Martha was wondering when Jesus was come to heal their brother. Word got to him and said, oh, Lazarus is sick, you know. The Bible said Jesus stayed two more days where he was. <laughs> See, you know how the saying goes, your emergency is not my emergency. Apparently, our emergency is not God's emergency, right? <laughs> and so... Uh, so with Jesus, he doesn't focus on the wind because he is the wind. When he shows up, he shows out. Hallelujah. So don't worry about the wind. Jesus is the wind. He will show up and he will show out. And that's when things start moving. Hallelujah. You can do all tricks. Or you can do everything you want to do. But when Jesus is on the scene, if he's not on the scene, nothing's going to move. So don't worry about your wind. Your win is when Jesus shows up and do what he does. Hallelujah. So they thought they wouldn't see their brother again living on earth. And some of you have given up on the promises of God because your win haven't came yet. We have that Martha spirit. If thou hadst been here, Jesus. If thou hasn't been here, Jesus, I wouldn't have lost my car. If thou hadst been here, Jesus, I wouldn't have lost my job. Hallelujah. If thou wouldest been here, Jesus, I wouldn't have had the, uh, whatever your situation was, hallelujah. But God wants you to know that he came so that you can have life and have it more abundantly. Your solution is in the who? So what if you lose your job? Tell somebody, so what? God can give you a better one. I think one thing about me since my first layoff, the first layoff, it took me down, it took me out. I was like, oh, my God, straight out of college, and these people moving to Texas going to lay me off, you know, and I'm like, oh, Jesus, help me. <laughs> but I found myself, after I was in that situation, like every job, God has blessed me with 20000 or more. I said, Lord, look at you. So now when the layoff come, come, layoff come. I'm about to get a promotion. Come, layoff come. 20,000 each time it seemed like I said Lord look at you look at you so that don't bother me no more that don't shake me up no more hallelujah I'm like thank you Jesus hallelujah now if you lost your home God can give you a better one a bigger and better one I remember when my husband and I were looking for a house and it was this house I wanted it had what I wanted and I'm like oh my husband wasn't too keen on it and we didn't get it you know I was like man and there was another house that he liked. I'm like, oh, I don't like that one. <laughs> and we didn't get it, you know. But God knows exactly what we need. 
And I'm so grateful, you know, when we think about when doors close, that that's the end of the world. It's not the end of the world. God has something unique to give you, something good and great to give you. Hallelujah. So when a door closes, hallelujah, you need to praise God and say, Lord, I thank you for your protection, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for unseen danger. Hallelujah, for protecting me from unseen danger. I thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, because if I would have went in the door, Lord, I, I would have lost focus. Hallelujah, on you, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I wouldn't have looked unto the hills which cometh my help. Hallelujah. My help coming from the Lord. Hallelujah. So thank God for the closed doors. I tell the Lord, thank you, Lord, for the closed doors that no man can open. And thank you for the open doors that no man can close. Hallelujah. For what you have in store for me, it is for me. Nobody can take it because you have given it to me. Hallelujah. So if he did it for Mary and Martha, he'll do it for you. He had, they had a dead brother. Because they knew that Jesus was the resurrection, God took their dead situation and gave them a living brother. Won't he do it? God would take our dead situation, whatever that situation may be to you, he will take our dead situation and bring life to it. Hallelujah. If we keep our eyes on the prize, if we keep our eyes on the H-W-O, hallelujah, and don't worry about the W-H-E-N, hallelujah, it's coming. It's going to come, hallelujah. God spoke it so it shall come to pass, hallelujah. And people are like, when it's going to come, when it's going to come, it's coming, hallelujah. I remember one time. When I was in college, <laughs> and I said to myself, you know what, the summer, I'm going to get an internship, and it was the fall semester, and I was like, and I told this one particular friend, and if I didn't interview for every company, the parent company, sister company, every company, and first semester in, here's this, here's this uh, friend of mine. Oh, Cornishal, uh, did you get an internship? You sure be interviewing a lot. I'm like, oh, Lord, Jesus, help me. You know, just every time I interview, it seems like she show up. You know, <laughs> did, you get, did you get a job yet? And I was like, no, no. I said, it's coming, though. I was determined not to go back home for the summer. I said, it's, it's going to come. It's going to come. <laughs> Second semester came. I mean, put on that same suit. I'm like, okay, Lord, interviewing. Nothing. I said, Lord, you know, I'm trusting you, and I'm telling these people, you know, I'm going to have an internship this summer now. I need you to do something now. I, I spoke that word, you know. And, and the May came, no more interviews, and I'm like, what? And God allowed me to go into the CIS department, and I look down on the table. I see a packet looking for an internship. I saw the package. I said, man, that's kind of thick. I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> But you know what? God knows exactly what we need. And I filled out that packet. I sent it to D.C. And they called me. I didn't even have to interview. Isn't God good? Hallelujah. See, I thought the internship was going to come one way. Hallelujah. I thought if I go on campus and interview with the different companies, then they're going to like me. Then I'm going to get the interview. Hallelujah. But it didn't happen that way. It happened in something small on the table. Hallelujah. And I picked it up and I sent it. No interviews, but I got the job. Hallelujah. So the following year, I said, okay, I want another internship. I said, I want another internship for the summer. 
So I'm, I was embracing myself. I said, oh, I may have to go through the same deal. deal. The first company I interviewed with, bam, I got the internship. I said, well, that's it. I'm, I'm hanging up that uh, interview. <laughs> but God would do it, hallelujah, when we focus on him. When we focus on the promises of God, they are yay, hallelujah. They are for sure, hallelujah. Yay and amen, hallelujah. So I'm so grateful. So let's go on to what? Let's move on to what? Exodus chapter 15, verses 23 to 26. Here we have the story of the Israelites in the wilderness. And it says, and when they came to Marah, they could not drink of the waters of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore, the name of it was called Marah. And the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? And he cried unto the Lord, and the Lord showed him a tree, which when he had cast into the waters, the waters were made sweet. There he made them a statue in the audience, and there he proved them. And he said, if thou wilt diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give ear to his commandment, and keep all his statutes, I will put none of these diseases upon you, which I have brought upon the Egyptian, Egyptian for I am the Lord that healeth thee. Hallelujah. So... For three days, they were in the wilderness without water. And finally, they went to Marah. And when they went there, they saw water. They thought they had water. But when they went to drink the water, the water was bitter. And they could not drink it. So they did what they knew to do best, complain. And God said, okay, if you want me to bless you, complaining is not going to help you, you know. <laughs> And God is saying to us, stop complaining, but praise me. Hallelujah. Turn your seed to praise, your complaining to praise. Hallelujah. So do you find yourself complaining in the test you are in? The children of Israel wanted to know what should they drink. See, at this point, they have already seen or experienced Tons of miracles, but, but somehow they forgot that quick how God delivered them by the way of water from the Red Sea. See, if God allowed to water to part and stand upright, how much more can he change the mar water of Marah? If God leads you to it, then he'll lead you through it, right? The water of Marah was just a light thing compared to the Red Sea. They have seen such miraculous miracles, right? The miracles, you know, the parting of the Red Sea. You know, and sometimes we get like that. God will deliver us with something great, enormous. Then a little trial come our way, then we get shaking in our boots like, oh, Lord, what? What's going on, Lord? What, what, what's going to happen, Lord? What's going to happen? And God just, you know, a test, test. Now, didn't I just deliver you for something big? Hallelujah. This would be just a light thing for me. Hallelujah. Don't fret. Don't worry. Hallelujah. But trust me. Hallelujah. See, some of you all are still in your wilderness because the trust is not there. Hallelujah. Your faith is not there. Hallelujah. God said, I cannot take you to the promised land because you don't have the faith to step in. God wants 
to bless us in so many ways. He got so much in store for us. Hallelujah. When David sinned against God with Bathsheba, God said, I could have gave you whatever you wanted. Hallelujah. Man, we serve a God that's bad. Hallelujah. We serve a God that has plenty. Hallelujah. That's, that's just a light thing. Hallelujah. Getting another job is just a light thing. Hallelujah. Finding the right mate is just a light thing in the eyes of God. Hallelujah. If he can raise the dead, hallelujah. If he created heaven and earth, hallelujah. Within seven days, how much more he can do for us? How much more that he can answer our request? Hallelujah. Oh, sorry with the time. <laughs> but um, so, yes, we, we must not focus on the what. But we always have to focus on the who. God is going to be there, you know, instead of us saying, what is going on here, Lord? You should say, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Hallelujah. And, Lord, if you are with me, Lord, I'm more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. If you are with me, Lord, I know this too shall pass, Lord. If you are with me, Lord, hallelujah, you say you will make my enemies my footstool. Hallelujah. If you are with me, hallelujah, no longer do I need to rely on on the what but I need to rely on the whom so what if things are not going your way tell your neighbor said it doesn't need to go your way that's why sometimes you in the mess that you in hallelujah because it went your way hallelujah now you need to try God's way so God can totally deliver you hallelujah we can stand of the time um, but we can stand but I just thank God and praise him for this word that we always got to be reminded that the answer is in the who. We can't put no trust in our flesh. It will fail us every time. We can't put trust in others. It, uh, others will fail us every time. Not that they do it on purpose, but sometimes it's, uh, life happens, right? But we always got to remember the answer is in the who. No matter what the doctor says. No matter what your job says, hallelujah. You answer to someone, hallelujah, that there's, is their boss, hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter what you see, hallelujah, because what you see is not necessary what lines up what God sees, hallelujah. You may see one thing because of the natural eyes, but God always looking with spiritual eyes, and God sees something different, hallelujah. You may see a mountain, but God said, that's just a hill. That's just a light thing, hallelujah. What do you need I can provide for you? So the answer is always in the who. Remember, whatever uh, you're going through, whatever the battle is, hallelujah, if you seek God, if you trust God, God will make a way out of no way. Amen.